Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are tuned in to the Vitamin D Podcast. And I'm your host, Dawn Day. And I'm here to get you excited about your life. First, thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time, welcome. Here on the Vitamin D Podcast, we are here to encourage you to live your best life. And that comes down with realizing that you are your greatest asset. So on this podcast, we have tons of inspiring conversations and we cover various inspiring insights just so you can be your best self. And sprinkled in here and there, we do something called the vitamin D advice letters. We go into our email bag and we answer questions from listeners about love, relationship, about purpose, about whatever. And, you know, we did our first one and this is our second one. And after such an immediate abundant supply, I got in there and I decided to dig out a few more. And if you need advice on something going on, feel free to shoot me an email at vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. That's vitamin D at dawn, D-A-I, speaks.com. So let's dive in and see what we need to talk about. So without further ado, it's time now for your doses of vitamin D. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. All right, taking a look at the first letter. Subject, no job, no girlfriend, no career. Dear Dawn, for most of my life, I had a plan, an A, B, C, and D. But suddenly that was all wiped away. I'm 35, a bartender by trade and a writer by passion, and I live in L.A. At an extremely nice bartending gig, and even after that fell through, I got so much experience, I could have got a gig anywhere. Now all the bars are closed or near enough to it. I'm still technically employed, though I'm on the leave of absence at the moment. Before COVID, I got back together with my ex, and things were going great until July. My lease was up, and we moved into her house. Things changed. We weren't compatible, honestly. A whole story that I won't bore you with, but the essential point is that it didn't work out. She kicked me out on the same night we broke up. So all my stuff in my car, no job and not wanting to be a burden to my friends, I moved. I drove back from the West Coast to the East Coast. I'm currently staying with my family, but I'm down to my last 1500 with no additional income in sight. Once the unemployment drives up, I thought about being a cop or maybe finishing the book I was writing or I don't know, should I wait this COVID thing out? I just don't know what to do right now. I'm out of shape because my ex didn't want to go into the gym during COVID. So I feel tired and worn out from the things that would have been no problem before. I want to get my life back to where it was. In the words of Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be mean. I just want to be real with you. Now, when you decided to submit this letter on Vitamin D Podcast, you know that we are about shedding light. And shedding light is going to come with the good, the bad, the indifferent. It's time for you to see what it is that we need to fix. And right now, you're in a situation where you're not feeling like you got purpose in your life. But here's the thing. When you identified and you said that you have a bartending job by trade and you are right about passion, well, we're all about pursuing passion. And when you talk about pursuing your passion, that tells you that you're on the brink of greatness because not everybody has the courage to pursue their passion. Hmm. All right. So if you're on the brink of greatness, let's, let's talk about it. When we talk about being great and we talk about having purpose, I mean, look at it. We can look at all the tons of people that are millionaires, billionaires, those who have said that they have found 
a passion or they found a happiness or they found this level of peace of just being wholeheartedly who they are. There's this thing is that that they knew what they wanted. I'm looking at this letter and while you've told me that, you know, you're a bartender by trade and, and your writing is your passion, I got the feeling that you don't know what you want because you got too many options to choose from. What do I mean by that? Well, you didn't say being a cop was your passion, yet you're entertaining that idea. Hmm? You didn't say unemployment was a passion, but it sounds like you're comfortable with being there. You're in a situation where you didn't say bartending was your passion, but yet you're complaining about because no more bars are being open. Did it ever occur to you that maybe you're being isolated because now it's time for you to walk into your purpose? Hmm? See, when you have other plans, like a B, a C, a D, and E, everything else that you can possibly think in your mind, well, that causes room for distraction, for you not to focus at the heart of the matter. And usually when we talk about passion, that encompasses purpose. And when we talk about purpose, that talks about beating for something, being alive for something. See, I believe that passion beats on your purpose and purpose beats by beat, by beat. It gives you a reason to keep going. And that's why you identify with purpose, passion, and life. Are you choosing life? Are you, al- are you allowing life to choose you? Now, yeah, I said cry me a river because it sounds like you're doing a lot of complaining here. And if you want to keep on doing a lot of complaining, you're going to watch your dreams float away. Okay. You said that you are a writer by passion. Why aren't you pursuing your passion? That seemed quite obvious from point blank. Why aren't you pursuing your passion? Then you said you thought about being a cop. Why is that an option? And then you just threw occasionally in there, or or maybe I just finished the book I'd start writing. Why isn't that at the top of the list? Here's the thing. Sometimes we fall apart. So things can fall back together. You hear what I'm saying? Have you ever seen a picture of a mosaic, right? Mosaic are usually encompasses of little pieces. Little pieces that when they come together, they make for a beautiful picture. It's the imagery of it all. And these pieces are broken in different situations. You know, they're a little uncomfortable, okay? But when you get all those pieces, those different areas of your life, your different experiences, it makes out for something beautiful. Why are you letting um, these distractions, okay? B, C, and D, the idea of not having a girlfriend who was once your ex and possibly perhaps she was your ex for a reason, um, get in the way. You are allotted right now to have all the time that you want to do what it is that you know that you're supposed to be doing. My only next question is, are you sure that's what you want? Because when you want something, you go after it. And you see it through. Now, you're talking about waiting to uh, this whole COVID thing dies out. Well, heck, you got your whole life to wait to die. But your dreams, that's another story. You know, they say the richest part, uh, place in the world is in the cemetery. How many people die with their dreams? It's no shade, but you're not a, a person that's excused from making excuses. You got a laundry list that I'm looking at right now. 
And you got to understand, too, that once you get out of the excuses, you can move forward. Now, you said this whole situation that your girlfriend, because she was thinking of you at the time, your ex-girlfriend, of you not wanting to go to the gym because she was concerned about your health. Well, you go make the excuse like you can't get your foot on these cement and, and get to walking down the street. What's stopping you? And so you got to understand why that is so important, because your body is your instrument. It's your vessel for where these words are to come to life with. Well, if you aren't taking care of the vessel, how are you going to pursue the passion? And if you ain't got the passion, where's the purpose? And if you don't feel like you're going to have purpose that's going to be compassed with passion, what's going to push you through to living your best life? Now, because you are listening to the Vitamin D podcast, there is something that says you're interested in being yourself, your best self. Well, right now, I'm going to need you to cut the light on, lights on. And I'm going to need you to see yourself for where you are and where you are right now. I'm going to need you to realize these seeds that you hold in your hand, these acorns. And I understand that in this season, this might be a sowing season. It's time for you to get back in the books and to sow those seeds. See, because you got a book inside of you and you probably have several books. Hey, you might have some movies. You might have some television scripts. You might have a poem. You might be the next editor, whatever it is. It's time for you to get back to you. It's time for you to love on yourself because when you love yourself, you do right by yourself. And you say, I just want to get back to my life to where it was. Well, I don't know exactly that's where you want it to be. Again, you said your passion was writing, but yet you're talking about having a bartender. You said that you had got back together with your ex. Well, wasn't she your ex for a reason? Think about it. I just want you to think about it. Now, again, we got to understand that greatness was predestined on our lives, but we make the decision in order to be great. So I ask you, do you want to be great? Remember, your dreams don't work unless you do. Okay, so you stand with family. You got a roof over your head. Because they're allowing to stand with you, I'm sure they're going to allow to feed you too. You're down to your $1,500. What's stopping you from getting in the car and driving Uber? I did it. What's stopping you from driving Lyft? I did that too. What's stopping you from hustling to get your money? Stop making excuses. Put that pen to the paper and write out your book. Your dreams are waiting on you. Go down the block and take a walk. You can't keep wallowing in this sorrowness. Again, keep crying yourself a river and you're going to watch your dreams float away. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be harsh, but you got greatness on your life. And it is my duty to enlist and to tell you that, to ensure because you don't know just you pursuing your dreams and staying faithful to what means most to you, you could be saving another life. And another life after that, because I know my purpose is to speak and I know my purpose is to inspire. And if this is going to get you to wake up to make sure that you get down that book that it is that you are going to write, can you imagine who may pick up that book that may be in that despaired moment and then you save that next life? It's time for you to be great. I need you to make that decision, okay? Decide what you want. Understand that it's time for you to love on yourself and get back to writing. I promise you, you're going to be amazed to where it takes you. All right, let's go to the next letter. Subject, my husband came out to me. Okay, all right, okay. Dear Dawn, I'm a 28-year-old female from North Carolina. 
I'm writing to you about my husband. He's 31. We've been married four and a half years. We've never had issues in our sex life. We both grew up in religious households. However, we've both drifted away from our upbringings. Him a little more so. He said he's known he's gay since high school, but wanted to meet his dad's expectations, so he married a woman. Me. He doesn't know if he's sexually attracted to me and doesn't know what he wants. I'm trying so hard to be supportive because obviously this is a really difficult thing for him as well. But I'm heartbroken. My anxiety is through the roof. I feel so lost that I'm far away from any friends or family. I don't feel like I should tell my parents yet because my mom will overreact. I told my brother and my best friend and my boss because I called out of work the day after he told me. They're all trying to be super supportive, but they keep asking me how I'm doing and what I need. And I just don't know. I feel like I don't know anything anymore. I have a therapist, so I do have a professional helping me with my mental health, and my husband agreed to couples counseling so we can move through this as positively as possible. But the unknowns are just killing me. We had just made plans to solidify our careers and start trying to get pregnant. I don't even know what advice I need. I just feel so isolated. I'm terrified of the possibility of starting over, but I don't know that the idea of staying together is comforting either. Everything seems terrible. I'm sorry if I'm just complaining. I don't know what to do. In the words of Erica Badu, bag lady, you're going to hurt your bag. Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you. All you must hold on to is you. All right. You heard what I said. You holding on to a lot of stuff. Hmm? What do I mean by that? Okay, well, well, let's talk about it. First, you're carrying a bag of shame. Mm Mm-hmm. You're carrying a bag of shame, and it stood out to me when you said that you didn't want to tell your mother because she will overreact. Hello? She's your mother. Of course she's going to want to protect you. She doesn't want to know that her baby is heartbroken. A man that she said that she was going to fill her forever always with isn't who he signed up to be. He isn't the man that she gave her daughter away to. Any mother would overreact. But it's interesting how you're willing to carry it. Hmm. You said in here um, that you both grew up in religious households, all right? Okay. I feel like there's some responsibility that you take in this matter too. What do I mean by that? You're telling me in these four and a half years of marriage, that you had no idea that your husband could have possibly not been sexually attracted to you. (laughs) Were you in the same relationship that he was in? Because if he's not sure that he's sexually attracted to you, were you guys having sex? I mean, you said that your sex life was fine and that you never had any issues, but I'm not sure there was anything going on for any issues to have been made. You said that he told you that he doesn't know if he's sexually attracted to you. Now, this can be understood because you grew up in a religious household. So there's this whole possibility that there probably wasn't any sex before marriage. Okay, I get that. I can definitely see that. Now, that could have been a very reason as to why sex wasn't a main topic, a main thing, or essential role that started on the brink of that. But then after marriage happened, was there any sex that was being had? If so, how frequently I say this because I'm not sure that if your husband is not attracted to you, how often the performances are going on. 
Now, there's only so often and, 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 and only very few men who can thank the funk on a cue. Again, what relationship were you in? Now, let's get back to carrying these bags. Well, you said that um, you weren't trying to be supportive because obviously you understand that this is a difficult time. Well, have you thought about you for a second? You carrying this shame that your husband had because he felt as though he had to impress his dad to live up to the expectations, but not realizing the sadness and the hurt that you are holding on because you want to make sure that he's still standing. I talked about this in the previous letter. Where is the love for yourself? Hmm. Where is the discontent or the upset factor that your husband who, you know, I would assume is your best friend. And you know, a best friend there, the thing that you pride yourself on is your level of communication. But the communication was, there was a breakdown. So much so that you had no idea that you were just his beard. Stop playing with me. You had no idea that you were his beard. But again, I have to say that you hold some responsibility in this because I don't see that you are honoring yourself. I say that and we see this further down in the letter. We see this because you said, okay, you're signing up to go to some couples counseling so that you can move through this as positively as possible. But it seems as though you are still stuck in the idea because you had just made plans to solidify your careers and therefore start trying to get pregnant. Well, my question now becomes, who are you getting pregnant with? Because as of right now, it's looking like you're in their own relationship with self. But again, we got to get down to the matter of why are you carrying all these bags? Now, Before we start pointing the finger and we want to just look at him and the fact that he's carrying these expectations and living up to these regards to his father, I have to turn my eyes at you and say, perhaps you're living up to some expectation with your mother because you are afraid to disappoint her to say, mother, the man that I decided to say yes to, mother, the man that I introduced you to, mother, the man that I told you I would like you to give me away to, doesn't want me after all. But if you look at it, I can understand those pressures. Hmm. You grew up in a religious household, so that means start a family. But you got to understand every house is not a home. So I'm not sure what you're putting together. Now, do you going to drown yourself in misery because you don't want to disappoint? Because at some point you are going to have to go ahead and free yourself. Fantasia told you that. And get out of this relationship. But I'm not sure that you really need advice either. I think what you need to do is that you're going to have to make a choice. I think that's what we feel with life. And life is all about making a choice. We need to choose what kind of life that we want to sign up to live. Do you choose to honor and love and respect yourself? Because when you make that choice, you abide by that. See, you can't be what you aren't are already. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't be composed of something that you don't have the pieces to. So if you are saying that you are this upright woman and you want to walk with an amazing man who loves you, well, is he everything that you thought he was going to be? Hmm? Because it sounds like he may have been good looking for the outside and the picture was nice, but he's not who he signed up to be. And you shouldn't carry that guilt. Now, what you will carry now is if you decide to stay. But I'm going to need you to choose you and I need you to choose to be great and I need you to choose to love you 
Okay? And you're going to have to realize and come to this understanding that he does not want you. That you're not what he wants because you don't have what he needs. And guess what? Frankly speaking, he doesn't have what you need either. So I need you to make a decision. You are going to have to make a decision and let these bags down because honestly speaking, you can't do everything for yourself and you can't do everything by yourself. You are going to have to list more support and it sounds like you need your mother. You are going to need your mother to get you this. Yes, she may have a moment, but what you going to have in the secret? What, you just going to, what, stay in this relationship and have your, mother, your, your husband just tipping out? How long are you going to carry yourself with this stress and relationship? See, when you carry on to these stress, these diseases come into your body. Stress will take your health away like a thief in the night. You know, I was on a game show. Let's make a deal. And we were leaving out from the staging area to go down to the office so that we can put out the paperwork to win our prizes. So I sat down with this nurse and we were just talking about life and just talking about different things. And and we were talking about the main thing that takes people out in this world. And she said, well, you know, a lot of people think cancer. And I'm thinking like, bingo, yeah, you know, my mother died of stage four breast cancer. So I can understand and I can relate to that. And she said, no, the main thing that people die away is stress. Well, hey, you, you, you said it right here. You said the anxiety is taking you through the roof. Hmm? And you're at a point that you're far away from any family or friends. So who is there? Are you, are you just going to allow yourself to spiral out of control? Because this career that you talked about, how you guys were talking about solidifying, well, you had to call off work. In a minute, you're not going to even have a career to solidify so that it can become solid. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, the whole idea of this couple's counseling so you can move through this as positively as possible, I'm wondering what kind of outcome you're wishing for. Now, is this couple's counseling is in a sense of, so there's an understanding and there's a communication and now we're getting a sense of why we must go our separate ways or is this a situation where you're trying to figure out how to work this out together? Take some time and think about it, but I'm going to need you to choose you and to love you and understand that you deserve a husband that's going to be open. And I want to say another thing. You're 28 years old. If you look at the statistics now, people your age are not even in a, a relationship to even have a baby yet. Now, I'm not saying that it's a common thing to do or uncommon. It's whatever you choose. But what I'm trying to say, you still have a lot of life to live. Don't forget that. So don't let this stop your life. And that's what happens with bag ladies. See, when you carry in so much stuff, in a minute you're going to be stuck and you can't move. But when you decide to love on yourself, you decide to realize how free you really are. So I encourage you to pack light. Take note from Erica Badu, okay? All right. Let's move on to the next one. Subject, life's been derailed. Dear Dawn, I'm a 48-year-old woman living on the East Coast. I feel like I've lost a lot of my mojo in the last month thanks to a poor discipline. See, I've been able to keep my head through the last few months and even years through a mindfulness practice. Every day I wake up before dawn, meditate, then have a cup of coffee, focusing on the things I'm thankful for and what I plan to do as the sun rises. I started in my 20s and ever since I've kept it up for almost every day and I just feel like it centers me. But since this pandemic started, I have actually found 
found myself more busy, not less. The nature of my job was such that I could work from home, but my job description changed to the point that I can no longer effectively do my morning routine. On top of the fact I'm sharing my apartment with my 23-year-old sister who was going to graduate school online. There's not a lot of space there and it feels like there's less time in the day. Now I'm no stranger to change, but with something so central to my daily routine being thrown off, I just feel like I've been spiraling the last two or three months. I've tried waking up earlier, but my body just feels exhausted and I end up being worse at work. Do you have any advice? How can I get back into my groove or even soften the pain of establishing a new one? In the words of the brother Ice Cube, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, I said it. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. What do I mean by that? Honey, you got to protect your peace. This is what you said that stood out most. You know, um, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's look at it here. When you look at a boat, right? They have something called an anchor. An anchor is kind of like that central thing that gets the boat from just going whatever. It, it centers it, right? It keeps it steady. And, and you know, when you're steady, you can see things. You can hear things better. You'll find it when you're looking for something, you got to cut down the music because you got to see better. Or sometimes when you need to hear something, you may need to close your eyes so that you can focus and tune in. Well, guess what? It sounds like your piece has been um, dismantled. And like anything, I think we have to take responsibility in our lives. And right now I'm going to have to get that to you because you got to set your boundaries. See, you're thinking of ways of, um, what should I can say, accommodating everything outside of you. And so what you got to understand that some things are non-negotiable. And one thing that I know for sure, self, you are non-negotiable. There's one thing I learned years ago from um, inspirational, motivational speaker, life coach, business coach, Lisa Nichols. She says, sometimes you have to allow your no to others, whether that be things or people, to be the yes to yourself. No, I get it. I understand we are in trying times. I lived in New York, so I can even understand how small of a space that you may be in. But see, you got to find your peace. Now, you're taking away or robbing yourself from the one thing that centered you. And that was your meditation in the morning, which is something I can relate to as well. I like waking up at a 430 right before the sun comes up. I got my candle going. I got my incense and I'm in my meditation just connecting with self. And it's nothing like when that sun comes up and it kisses you and it's like everything is cut on, the lights are cut on. Well, right now you're in a situation where you're missing that. And like I said, I get it. We're in a pandemic. So no, you're not just going out to the coffee shop. You're not just making your simple runs to the bodega to get what it is that you need. But you got to make sure to preserve you. And I understand this job has, you know, you working from home, but guess what? You step into the responsibility where you have to set your parameters. You have to set your boundaries. If that means you're not starting work before eight o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, don't start it. If that means you got to hit to end work at three, at five, at seven, that means you got to stop it. If you don't set the parameters, if you don't set the limits, if you don't establish the boundaries, how can you expect anybody else to respect it? Heck, if you don't see it, how you expect me to see it? I, I can't tell you what you need, but you can show me what you want. But see, you can only want what it is that you know that you need. Does that make sense? Set your boundaries. Find your peace. I can imagine. It sounds like your sister's 23, you're 40. So that probably means to me that you probably serve as some type of maternal figure for your sister. I get it. 
But now you're going to have to start honoring yourself more. So if that means getting up early and not doing the work, it means not doing that. If that means going down, walking 20 city blocks, go do that. But you got to find your peace. Because on the Vitamin D podcast, we talk about something uh, about you being your greatest asset. And when you are your greatest asset, that means you're valuing yourself. You got to value yourself. And I blame you because you aren't using your voice. You aren't speaking up for yourself. You aren't telling people what are your limits. So therefore, there are so many lines that people are crossing. So find out what it is that you want. Decide on it. Then I want you to choose it. Then after you choose it, I'm going to need you to honor it. Because remember, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Speak up for yourself. Make sure you're heard. Create those boundaries. But more importantly, protect your peace. That's it. All right, let's go to the next one. Subject, midlife crisis at 30. Dear Dawn, maybe not midlife, but one third life crisis, if that's a thing. I feel downright depressed. I should have done so much more when I was younger partied more, traveled more, taken psychedelics. Now those things really aren't an option. I've been feeling like I'm grasping at ways to curate my identity to feel younger. What sucks is that I never got to be the beautiful woman that people desired, and now I never will be. I am very happily married to an absolute amazing man. We have a perfect and healthy daughter. My life is great, but I still feel a void. My husband and I have been together for 13 years. He truly is my dream man, and I would never want to be apart from him. But part of me feels like I missed the chance to ever feel desired. I know that is very petty and a sad thing to focus on, but I grew up chubby and unpopular and feeling regret for all the things I never did in life. I don't really know how to deal with these complicated feelings. (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm more so... um, Thinking of the lies that you're telling yourself. Hmm. Well, what do I mean by this? You said it in the first two lines. You said, I feel downright depressed. Yet, followed by a couple things later, you said that I'm very happily married. I have the perfect and healthy daughter. You know? Your husband, he's the dream man. Who, 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 who are you lying to? Because here's the thing. Just like I talked about in the previous letter, I talked about the anchor and how you got to anchor yourself because when you're not anchored, you got to be able to see things leveled, right? Because you could just wobble everywhere. You know, can you imagine that ship or that boat? It's just going down all the way down the Pacific. Okay, no, dang, I will. Maybe it should have been in the Mediterranean. I don't know. But in here, the thing that I find interesting with you is that you said I'm downright depressed. You have all these regrets, the things that you should have, could have, would have did. I feel like looking back at all that thing is it's almost like looking through a foggy glass because you can't see what it is that you have. Well, that's because you've been telling some lies to yourself. Or maybe you haven't been telling outright lies, but maybe you haven't decided to see the truth. Vitamin D, we're all about talking about the truth and cutting the lights on. Well, let's take a look. You said, hey, I didn't have this. I wish I had that. I'm not even desired. 
Well, if you want to first, let's go off of your past and all of the things that you wish you could have done, you should have done. The first thing you got to realize is that you weren't in the right mindset to be who it is that you thought you were. That wasn't the card that you played for yourself. Now you're in your mid-30s and you want to get out and have some fun because of the things that you couldn't do then. You're thinking of it on the outside because everything sounds like um, it's a look to you. Everything's about a look. You got to look. You know, you say you got the dream man because he's so amazing. But how amazing is your man if you don't even feel desired by him? And if you're looking for desire outside of your relationship, what are you doing in this relationship? Again, I talked about having a look. You said I got the perfect and healthy daughter. What is this perfect thing that you're going after? What is this thing that you're chasing that you feel like you got to keep up with the Joneses because everybody else did it? So here you are in your mid-30s, going to your late 30s, you got a child and you try to go out there popping pillies and busting it open for a real one or a fake one or whatever one. Hmm? Now, if your husband isn't allowing you to feel the desire that you feel, but you got a couple issues going on. One, you're not communicating with your husband, okay? And clearly he's not communicating on his end with you. This man is so amazing and you have the dream husband that you've always wanted. Why is it that you're still feeling like you're lacking? There's definitely some self-work to be done here because if you keep living in yesterday, you don't understand the gift that the present is for you right now. Did you hear what I said? If you're still living in yesterday, you can't receive the gift that the presence is giving you right now. So again, I ask you, what do you want? Well, if you had to choose what you want, it sounds like you want to be happy. But I'm going to need you to understand where you are because perhaps if you were that, that young woman that was out there traveling so much, who was out there partying so much and you're taking psychedelics, do you think you would have been in a position to receive this man that you deem as so amazing and, and the man of your dreams? Do you think it would align you in the proper situation to have a quote unquote perfect and healthy daughter? Well, you keep lying to yourself because you said that in one minute I feel downright and depressed, but then you're like, oh, my life is great. <laughs> comma, but I still will avoid. Well, how great is your life? You can't fix what you don't need, no needs fixing. And see, the issue that I see in this letter is that you're trying to fix what's already been passed and what's already done. The past is over and done with. You don't live there anymore. But you need to do some work in creating who you are right now. And it sounds like you may need to possibly go talk to somebody. You need to muster up whatever it is that you're looking on the outside for. You need to find that within. Do you check what I'm saying? You are going to have to decide to love yourself. Now, you know, what tops all of this off is that where are you loving you? You know, I, I can relate to your situation a bit. Now, I'm not in a situation where I'm married and I have children yet, but I too have been overweight my entire life. And one day I was talking to a friend and I was just looking, I was like, oh my God, gosh, I have completely destroyed my body. I've ate all this stuff. And my friend said, that's not fair. Because Dawn, you got to look at what was the situation that you were in. What were you carrying in that moment? Because at the time 
you could not see. And the same goes for you. At this young girl could not see. She was in a state where she didn't know that she was desired. But what makes me alarmed is that now you're in a relationship where you're not feeling desired by your husband. There's some inner work that needs to be done. And it's a conversation that you need to have with your husband. Because if you aren't desiring you, why would anybody else desire you? Let down this facade about everything so great and perfect and now figure out what the work needs to be done. Because best believe if you're feeling downright and depressed, you don't think your husband is sensing that? You don't think your baby, your baby girl is sensing that? Check yourself now. Sometimes you're going to have to do a little check-in, okay? Sometimes you're going to have to choose to love you. And right now it's time to love you first. Get over this perfect thing. Know it's not a midlife crisis. Know you can't look at yesteryears, but look at now and love you from where you are now. Okay. All right. We're going to go with one more last letter. Okay. Subject. Boyfriend doesn't want me to pay. Dear Dawn, my boyfriend opened up to me tonight that he doesn't like the way it makes him feel when I spend more money on him or help him out financially. We're both still young. I'm 37 and he's 35. It isn't something I always do, but have found myself doing it more lately. He's noticed. I've noticed. Started to notice it when I was buying more dinners. He didn't want to cook. And neither did I. So I do take out. Notice his mood, his changing mood when he told me once he wasn't hungry. He's always hungry. Today I gave him money to see a doctor and to pay for his meds. He's been sick. He has a job that he feels he's stuck in and is barely making enough to cover his rent. I love him. I like to build something with him and was looking at this as a partnership. But tonight he's got me questioning my logic. I have a modest income, less than modest if I'm honest. So now I'm not talking extravagant purchases here. I told him I'd stop if that's what he needs me to do. He told me that it makes him feel less than. I'm partially embarrassed and a little hurt. I'm an overthinker and I keep coming back to partnership. If me helping him is offensive in any way, then does he even see me as a partner? In the words of Sister uh, Sierra, it's time for your man to level up, level up, level up. Yeah, he's going to have to level up. And I say to you, um, you're going to have to take yourself off the clearance rack and get behind the uh, glass where the valuables are. Well, what do I mean by that is that the fact that you are considering of being with a man who sounds like to me, he doesn't have a bit ambition. You know, Meek Mill, he said, you're going to love me for my ambition. And see, one thing about a man with ambition they're going to consistently go after their dreams. They're going to consistently make it happen because this brother says, oh, he doesn't feel like cooking, but then it's a shame when you go buy something. So what y'all going to sit in the house hungry? Y'all going to look at each other and just be hangry and just be mad? Ain't nobody got time for that. How can this man provide for you? He says he has a job that he feels stuck in and is barely making enough money to cover his rent. Well, he's okay with being unhappy. What are you, what are you doing? You said, I love him and I'd like to build something with him. What can he build with? He doesn't have the tools. He's in a situation where he's okay with being at the level he is at right now. The thing I like about you is because that you said, hey, I make a modest income, less than most, but it doesn't stop you from doing what it is that you need to do. And you sound like a woman that is resourceful, okay? It sounds like you do know what you want, but you're not often looking at the fact of what you need. And right now he doesn't have it. Because the idea that you said that, hey, I'd stop paying for him if he needs me to. 
So in other words, in translation, you are going to shrink in order not to dim his light. What? When you think about relationships, or at least when I do, you got to edify each other. You guys should be illuminating off of each other. So if he doesn't have the money, he should be thinking of ways of how he's going to get the money. But what y'all going to just both just sit there and be unhappy? Would you just supposed to sit there and be hungry? You just supposed to sit there and not even know if this, y'all going to have enough money to pay your rent on this so-and-so partnership you trying to establish? I, I, I can only wonder if, if, if you are encouraging him, but you sound like a woman that's going to hold down her man. So you guys should be talking about dreams or I can imagine you sharing your dreams and aspirations with him. But guess what? He can't give you what he doesn't have. And this man is he's lacking ambition. I told you, you got to realize the diamond that you are inside of you and get yourself off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where the valuables are. You got to set your standards for what kind of man that you want. Because you got to understand, just like the fact that he may not have the money right now, that's a reflection of his ambition, the fact that he's staying in a job that he's not happy in. So what he just want to commiserate? Again, what are you looking to build? It doesn't sound like he has the bricks. Heck, he doesn't have the tools. I feel like this has been a common thread throughout all the letters that I've read today. And that's about loving yourself. And it's about learning the value of yourself. And honestly, it's the premise of what vitamin D is all about. Vitamin D is all about understanding how you are your greatest asset. And when you realize that you are your greatest asset, you realize there's value in that. And when there's value in something that you love, you treat it with care. You set different boundaries. You set levels of expectations. You understand what it means for somebody to reflect and to edify your energy. You understand what it means to level up. And right now, that's what your man needs. Now, listen, by nowhere in the means of this letter do I understand that he is not a good guy. He seems like he has an honest heart. It doesn't sound like you said that he's out here and he's sleeping around and he's doing all these things. But... My red flag is that he's 35. We talking about covering rent. I'm expecting you to talk about y'all trying to cover some mortgages out here. And if he's talking about he can barely pay his rent based on a job that he despises, how do you grow from that? If the brother isn't happy where he is and has no ambition to take a step forward where he wants to be, Baby girl, you in a, you're, you're in a hard place. You stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, I advise you that if that rock is not a diamond, it's time for you to get to stepping. At 35, I'm not sure there's much he's going to change. Are you an overthinker? No, I think you're thinking right on time about what you want from this relationship. But now what I need you to identify is what you see yourself as in a partner. What is it that you want to reflect so that your man can reflect so that you guys are better union together? How was that, y'all? I I um I thoroughly enjoyed answering these letters. Um, I hope I gave you some insight about your life so that you can see clearly what it is that you want, aspirations that you want to do, but more importantly, understanding the value in yourself, how you have to set those boundaries, how saying no to others is yes to yourself, how honoring your passion, your dreams will get you to fulfillment, how understanding that you are who you are around. If you want to be great, you got to hang with greatness. Understanding that every relationship that you're in, platonic or intimate, it must be a reflection of who you are. So I'm here with you and I think that we're on the road to greatness. But guess what? Let's keep rocking on this journey together of shedding this light into our lives so that we can see the good, the bad, the indifference, but overall so that we can live our best life. One of my favorite quotes that I love to live by 
And it says, I make myself what I am. I want you to choose whatever you need advice on. I just want you to make the decision to decide what kind of life that you want. Get out of the situation or get out of the business of trying to figure it out. I just need you to see the life that you want. And I want you to affirm it every day. You know, I have life tatted in my mouth because I speak life on what it is that I want. But I understand with speaking the life, I got to see the vision. And when they merge, that's when I manifest the reality. We're all about manifesting dreams, reality and purpose right now. But guess what? I will always be here to guide you, always be here to give you a different insight or a different viewpoint. So if you have a letter, if you have advice about purpose, life, relationships, anything, send it over to me and who knows, it may end up in the email bag and I can give you my advice on it. So go ahead and submit your advice letters to vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. That's vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. And be sure to catch us every Monday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast for more insights and inspiring conversations from some of your favorite celebrities and people just like you, just like me. We're in mind to make sure you're excited about life. And if you can't get enough vitamin D, Follow me on all social media at Dawn Day Speaks. That's Dawn D-A-I Speaks on all social media. All right. Well, until next time, always remember you are your greatest asset.